You're listening to Neuro Delight, delighting in all things neurodivergent with your host, Madeline Jane Lobsey. So I'm with my colleague, Ash, and we both work at the A-List and uh, we have lots of conversation about what we're about to talk about. And really, it's um, a conversation that's been long running with the autistic community. In fact, all people with disability, but we're obviously going to focus on the autistic community. And and that is about education. And it's become, uh, I guess, highlighted again because the Royal Commission um, that was recently done and it, it, it was, there were lots of things that got focused on, but the Royal Commission um, that looked at violence and neglect of people with disability did do some work on schools And there was a very split, in fact, evenly split, three out of the six people that called for the closure of special schools and three people that said no and that it should not be that. So that's really set a cat amongst the pigeons probably and lots of people are talking about it again. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And Ash, why don't you just start with a little bit about your experience and, you know, your life so that people get a sense of where you're speaking from? Yeah, so I have an autistic child um, in lower primary school. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're right at a mainstream school. We're right in the thick of things now. Um, but I guess I wanted to share my experience because we hear a lot about um, trauma at schools but my or our experience has kind of been on the other end of the scale in that um, it's actually a really safe place for my child to go. So mm. I guess I wanted to share some of the things that we've seen that our school um, does well and that, yeah, that what what might be achievable if all schools come to the party and yeah. have a consistent approach, I guess, as well. Yeah, I think that is one thing to just address from the get-go, which is when those people who are part of the Royal Commission said we should be ending special schools, they're talking about a 28-year plan um, of working with mainstream schooling. And obviously there's a lot to go and there are 222 recommendations that they came up with that are not all about school. So we are talking about 28 years down the track. Um, and they're talking about they would keep enrolling people into special schools until 2032 and then cut it off. So, yeah, so let's talk about your experience with mainstream education and what is working at your school. So I guess first of all, our school is huge. Um, There are, we're talking about eight to ten classes per year level. Um, Yeah, it is a a huge school. So each year level have their own deputy. Each year level also have their own inclusion learning teacher. So they um, are responsible for adjustments made. So visuals in the classroom, um, being an aide or being there to support someone who needs additional support for those kids that have um, additional behaviours that are really tricky. kids that you know like to run off and that sort of thing um they're there to support the kids with additional needs so they've got one each year level um sometimes two or additional aids as well um but i think that's something that they 
they do really well and that it's really consistent amongst all of the years that they've all got someone there to support on a greater scale. So I think that's something they do really well. Um, in terms of our experience, we we haven't had a lot of time with the ILT teachers, so the specialist so, teachers. Yeah, say what does ILT stand for? Inclusion um, learning teacher, so inclusion learning support. We haven't had a lot of um, experience and exposure with them because we haven't had a need to yet, but they're always there if we do. So when we first started at school, we had a lot of um, visuals printed out, things like sports days and swimming lessons and all of that sort of thing. So that was really helpful um, this year, not so much, but that's fine. We haven't needed it um, as such. Um, I guess in terms of us, we've been lucky to have some really great teachers who have been able to make adjustments in the classroom as well, which has yeah, helped immensely. What kind of adjustments? Like what, what does your child deal with that requires adjustment? Yeah, so mostly on a learning from a learning perspective and from assessment an assessment perspective, that's been a big one for us. Um, assessments, they're not always going to, it's its not a square peg in a circle hole. So it's the dis- distractions. It's, well, my child doesn't like the colour red and the number three. Um, so trying to work around them if that's going to be an answer. Um, just little things, little ways that they can change a question or um, writing support, um, those sort of things that have been the biggest struggle from a learning perspective, um, space in the classroom and um, buddies when it comes to an unfamiliar situation, a consistent buddy um, across the board. Um, they're some of the things that have really helped in the classroom as such. Um, I think the biggest concern or the biggest struggle that we've had is social um and something the school does really well there is lunchtime clubs so consistent timetable for a whole term um and they're all supported by a teacher um at the time so there's a bit of structure there instead of just having to go out and free play and find people to free play with. So that's been. And what kind of things are in the lunchtime clubs? What do they do? Yeah, it's really cool. So they do things like soccer, like and handball, the kind of stereotypical lunchtime things, but they've also got things like Beyblade club, Pokemon club, gardening, iPad club, um, just like special interest focus, which is really cool. Yeah. Gardening, mindfulness, even. Yeah. Art, dance, choir, you name it. Wow. Really. Yeah, there's heaps, heaps. And they split it up based on the year levels. So it's pretty consistent um, in terms of the ages that you're mixing with. And what do you think? I mean, your child's young, so maybe this is a difficult question, but what do you think um, being in a mainstream environment does for his sense of self or the way he feels about himself? Yeah. Um, he definitely feels part of something. Um, even when he has to have a sick day, he feels upset and stressed about not going to school and not seeing his friends and not being able to participate. Like he feels like he belongs. Um, 
almost like you would in, you know, a sports club or an art class that you go to weekly. It's something that you enjoy and it's something that he really enjoys, um, which is not always the case. Um, so it, and we know that it might not always be the case for us too, but right now it's not a traumatic place for him. It's a place where he can go and he can feel safe. Um, I guess another thing that is that has been working well for him, um, he's in a special program at his school, um, which basically it's focused on academics, um, which then also means that generally with a couple of um, mix-ups each year, they stay with their same class. So wow. whilst that can be, um, it can go either way, so they can yeah. be like siblings in that, you know, they feel comfortable with each other and they chat and they're chatty and they argue and whatever else, but it's given him the space to be able to learn some of those social skills in a comfortable environment because they know what he's like. They know that he yeah. has a hard time and that he struggles with certain things and they actually support him. Like, no, no, it's okay. We're here to help you. Like it's really lovely to see and lovely to mm. watch. Um, so, yeah, whilst it might not work for his entire schooling, for right now it's been a consistent place for him to go and feel that safety and that comfort and be himself without having to be someone he's not, um, yeah. which has been really good. And do you have any sense of the percentage of kids in his class that uh, are living with disability and ones that are not? Um, there's definitely a couple. He's not the only one. Um, maybe four or five. Um, yeah, out of a class of 25, 30 kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's definitely a different perspective, and it's a it's a different perspective from mine, um, or not perspective, experience yeah. from mine. Because yeah. we have done mainstream school, we've done support unit within a mainstream school, we've done distance education, and we've done homeschooling. And you know, I think I think that's why this is a really valuable conversation because ultimately. There's what works for the kid, I think. That's exactly right. And we're no stranger to the fact, as I said, that it may change. Things may change. Socially, it might be too much for him going down the track. Um, kids, obviously, when they're younger, they're, they are a little bit more accepting. Um, as they grow up and they have more knowledge, um, they can. that's when the bullying can start happening and all that sort of thing. So, yes, we're aware that that is a possibility moving forward into the older years. Um, but we take each day as it comes and we have, we always have options on the table for him. He knows that he can homeschool or distance education if it comes to that point. Um, that's just what you do for, for your child. You just do what's best, I guess. Um, yeah. he, he knows that, you know, if he, if the learning pressure becomes too much, he can change classes or if, the kids that he's comfortable with, they're not, he's no longer comfortable with them, he can move classes. Like he's got options and he knows that. Um, yeah, and we know that. It's just a matter of what works each year, take each year as it comes and go from there. But, yeah, we know that everyone's experience is different and each child is different in what they need. Um 
from a learning perspective, from a social perspective. Um, it just, yeah, we've, we're just, we've just been lucky in that so far our schooling has been really positive. Um, and for me too, as a parent, um, I feel like as a parent, I've had the support. I've been able to have conversations with other parents about um, my child being autistic and that helps you know awareness um mm. if I'm t- if I'm talking and having those open conversations to other parents they can then have those conversations with their children about what autism looks like um which really helps I think from a greater perspective and awareness in yeah. the community. yeah all right well we could probably talk a lot more about this but thank you for your time Ash and um <laughs> we will talk very very soon yeah. no worries thank you